here's a message from Ken Lavica. Suspicions. Suspicions all around sports. They're everywhere. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. There are some things that have happened recently that has me suspicious. It has me dubious about occurrences in sports and perhaps I can get a little bit of guidance here from our man he is our NFL insider here on Ken Levicka Live and we take him right at the top here on a big Friday here on ESPN 106.3 Mike Tannenbaum former Jets GM and Dolphins on-field boss and he joins us every Friday here on Ken Levicka Live. Uh, Mike, thank you for carving out some time for us. Uh, what in God's name happened with Trey Lance? Earlier this week, I said he was the most piled-on player in the NFL. A guy who's only played eight games and he was injured last year very, very early and then in camp, not exactly getting endorsements from Kyle Shanahan and then it turns into him being named the number three quarterback and being asked to leave the facility and now presumably he's never going to play again for the 49ers and he's probably going to be traded for what value I don't know is this a Trey Lance problem is this a lack of development with the San Francisco 49ers how did San Fran get this whole thing so wrong what in the world happened here yeah Ken great to be with you as always and I completely agree you know Trey Lance threw 30 passes in the one game he had his last year in college He's thrown, I think, 192 passes so far in the NFL. I think the only grade we could give him is a grade of incomplete, meaning that he just hasn't played enough. And let's go back to the Super Bowl, Ken. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, two of the better quarterbacks in our league, both didn't start their rookie year. So it's just illustrative of the position being a developmental one. So I think they've really rushed the gun here to give up on him. Uh, Stone, should I uh, should I present to Mike my uh, my Trey Lance proposal here that I uh, that I foisted upon you yesterday? Um, I'd be curious to what he has to say. Okay, all right. So I just want to I just want to spitball real quick here with you, Mike. What just knowing what we know about Tua, and obviously we're hoping him the best, but in it, just your the the recesses of your mind. Uh, what percentage chance would you give that Tua Tungavailoa plays 17 games in the regular season for the Dolphins this year? Yeah, I, I put it under 50% just because of the way the rules are with concussion protocol, just um, given the inconsistencies of right tackle. So, um, you know, there's fewer and fewer quarterbacks that are going, you know, 17 games, and I just don't see Tua. Again, I think he could have a very successful year, but. 17 games, I think that's a heavy lesson. Yep, and you and I are on the same page. And in fact, I believe, and I, I promise I'm not trying to Ryan Clark you here, okay? I, I put that number at like single digits earlier in the week, and I love to. I'm the biggest Tua fan. So here's my proposal. If you can land Trey Lance for a fifth or a sixth, and Mike McDaniel has experience with Trey Lance. I'm presuming he was part of the decision-making process to draft Trey Lance uh, at, at number three overall. Do you maybe, keeping in mind that Tua probably not going to play all 17 games and you've got Mike White and Skylar Thompson, do you try and sort of Josh Rose in it and go and get Trey Lance if you're the Dolphins? Yeah, I like it. Just from a standpoint, you can't have enough depth. You know, if you go back to the 49ers a year ago, ironically, it was when Josh Johnson got hurt and got knocked out of the championship game that ended their season, and he was their fourth quarterback, you know, because, again, they had Jimmy G, obviously Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, so... If you're a team that feels like you have a chance to make a meaningful run, there's no reason not to go into the season with as much depth as possible. Worst case is, you know, a team comes along and says, hey, I'll give you extra Mike White down the road. So um, I don't see a lot of downside to that, Ken. 
Mike T, question for you here. Is the Sam Darnold decision in announcing that he now is a second-string quarterback, is that more about Sam Darnold or more about Kyle Shanahan just cutting their losses with Trey Lance and trying to just expedite this process before the season starts? Or did Sam Darnold, in your opinion, actually win that second-string job? Yeah, they made that decision in March. They just happened to announce it the other day. Sam Darnold wouldn't have signed on the first day of free agency to be a third-string quarterback. It was clear to me that they told him then that he'd be their backup. Uh, otherwise, I think Sam Darnold would have waited to after the draft. Typically, that's when a lot of third-string quarterbacks sign. So I, I was very surprised to see Sam sign when he did, and um, I just assumed that they, they basically guaranteed him the backup job. Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets GM and Dolphins on-field czar with us here. Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. Mike T. every Friday, our NFL insider. I, uh, I heard on ESPN where you said, hey, Jonathan Taylor, maybe just maybe if he doesn't get traded from the Colts and he doesn't get what he wants, uh, he might uh, start to feel a little little twinge of pain and uh, just can't, can't give it a go for those Colts. Uh, so let me ask you, in relation to the Dolphins, how important – would a Jonathan Taylor acquisition be for the fortunes of the Dolphins? I am one of those in the camp that don't go crazy for Jonathan Taylor because he also means extension as well. I'm one of those, unfortunately, for the running back position where I say, hey, Raheem Mostert, that looks good to me. I like what they have in the backfield. It's at least enough to to, to use there. I'm not a huge believer in going crazy paying the running back position. Do you think Jonathan Taylor could be the difference between the Dolphins being good and being a potential championship contender? Uh, I'm probably leaning a little bit more towards uh, where you are, Ken, because I think Jonathan Taylor is a great player. He's 24. He could run it. He could catch. He's a great pass protector. He's a great kid. He checks every box. Um, Just their style of play um, leads me to believe that the running back position is important, but it's not critical. I do like Raheem Mostert and Devin Arcane, who uh, was a third-round pick out of Texas A&M. Um, although he got hurt, I thought he flashed his explosiveness in, in camp and in the preseason games, and I'm sure he will be back at some point. So when you factor him in as well, I think it's um, a luxury that if you could be opportunistic, it's always great to add good players. But I'm with you, Ken. I wouldn't go crazy for him. Uh, I want you to put on your GM hat for a moment here. You're heading into the and, and back when you were the GM of the Jets and uh, when you were with the Dolphins, we were talking four preseason games. But uh, just in this hypothetical, you're in the last preseason game. Did you ever have to or did you ever communicate with whether it was uh, Rex Ryan or any of the various head coaches that uh, you were GM over and say, hey, it would be a really good idea if this guy didn't play, if this guy, maybe if he was in a, a third, that was always the key preseason game was a third preseason uh encounter and you said hey just wrap them up we'll see him in week one i know it's a tough decision and i know coaches want to see these guys with the lights on i am a huge proponent of wrapping them in bubble wrap and tupperware and not seeing them until the season starts did you ever have to kind of step in and say hey we don't need to see this guy yeah we talk about literally every day because you want to make those decisions way earlier than you know right before the game because it actually can impact like reps and maybe even joint practices when you're going to go live because you may say, hey, you know, let's go live a little bit more this week, um, you know, ones versus ones or whatever it may be, make practice a little bit more competitive and then not play them in the game. So those are decisions that um, are made weeks in advance. Uh, you're talking about with ownership because they are critical decisions, Ken, you know, I've been in a situation, ironically, it was the Jet-Giant game one year. Chad Pennington, our starting quarterback, got tackled in a, what was really a routine tackle, and he, he fell and broke his wrist. And um, I don't need to tell you like how important those mm-hmm. uh, you know, injuries can be. So those are really important decisions that are made weeks in advance. I, I want to ask you a personal question here. We've got week zero college football coming up, and uh, we've got uh, big hitters like uh, New Mexico State and uh, Ohio and uh, FIU and Jacksonville State getting things going in week zero Woo! to satiate your football needs. You, you're someone you're brought in to talk about the draft every spring, and you're, you're, you're bringing a, a, a modicum of guidance to fans about uh, these prospects. How much of week zero, how much of these Conference USA teams in week zero are you gobbling up here to, to start fulfilling your NFL draft prospect duties? 
You know, uh, a little bit. You know, I'm kind of intrigued by Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame. Um, you know, that's probably the biggest name, you know, this weekend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after that, you know, we're, we're looking quickly at, what, Texas going to Alabama, LSU, Florida State. So, you know, this is a little bit of an appetizer this week, and then we can start cranking it up next week. All right, Mike. So uh, if you need the FAU Monmouth tickets next week or FAU Ohio the week after, you know your guy. Just call me. I got you taken care of. We'll get you hooked up uh, to see Tom Herman's Owls, and, uh, and we'll go from there. But appreciate you hanging out with us, as always, on Friday. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, okay? Okay, thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, that is Mike Tannenbaum. Mike T with us here on Ken Levick Alive. He is our NFL insider. I got to say, Stone, I feel gratification that he is on board with my Trey Lance to the Dolphins. Only, only if it's a fifth or sixth round pick, nothing more. Fifth or sixth round pick, bring him into the quarterback room, get that man and that untapped talent to Mike McDaniel and Mike T, Mike Tannenbaum. He was on board with me. Mike T dropped a quote. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I, th- I think you're on the right track there. I, end the show now. <laughs> end the show now. And he also agreed with you that there's a less than 50% chance to actually finish the season. <laughs> yeah. So obviously that wasn't the one we fist pumped at, but hey, he agreed. I feel bad, though, that he did the nice, like, he did. under 50% where yesterday I dropped like a single digit, like 8%. And I'm glad you said it out loud. I'm glad you owned up to it. Yeah, Mike Mike was going buttoned up. You yeah. know, a little, a little less than 50%, maybe less than half. I was actually, as I was asking him about that, I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if he thinks I'm trying to bait him into a Ryan Clark thing. What? Where, where two is going to be uh, asking him to scrap after uh, after practice uh, on Monday. I don't want I don't want to get Mike T in trouble, especially with Tua. He's an angry Samoan now. Uh, an angry Polynesian is not anyone you want to mess with, especially a recently tatted one. So I didn't want to put Mike T in a tough spot, but I think that he 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 did very well. And by that, I mean he agreed with me. I think selfishly, though, if it did go viral, right, this beef between Mike Tannenbaum and Tua Tungavailoa, and all the fans were like, where did this come from? Where did this come from? And then they stumbled upon us. <laughs> it's good for us. It's, hey, anything for, us. for the show, man. Anything for the show. Although we lose Mike T. You know, we get a few more listeners, right? You know. you get a- <laughs> <laughs> but we saw what happened to Ryan Clark. Right. He 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 made fun of Tua and insinuated he wasn't training, that it was eating in the offseason, and that's it. And then he uh, Tua clapped back at him after Dolphins practice on Wednesday. Uh, we played it here on the show right after it happened. And then Ryan Clark, he took 20 hours to think about it and to ruminate. And he apologized, and then I see like 2 million views. On social media. So that's how you do it. I think we're going to start doing that. We are going to absolutely disrespect people. And then what we're going to do after the fact, after they respond, is we're going to apologize and see if we can't raise the profile of the show. I mean, that is the key to success. It is the key to success. I I think if there's an opportunity for us to get paid to apologize, we got to implement it. It's got to become a part of what we do. Like, who do we take aim at first? That's my question. Plethora. I think we're in the market of taking (laughs) aim at plenty of people with power. But Mike Tannenbaum... In a sense, we would just bring them in the studio and do a live apology. Have everybody tune. I mean, there it is right I think there. that's good. You know what? We are reinventing radio yeah, as Go we ahead. Speak. Let me write that down. You're good. All right. Um, well, I guess, speaking of uh, taking aim at people, we might as well just, just jump off there. All right. So last night, we had American history. For the first time in U.S. presidential history, A U.S. president, current or former, took a mugshot, and it was released to the public. The guy right across the intercoastal from us here, we sit in West Palm. He sits in the comfortable confines of Palm Beach at Mar-a-Lago. That would be Donald J. Trump. Uh, He has been indicted on uh, conspiring uh, to election fraud. In Georgia, and he took a little pit stop to Atlanta last night. Good for him. He was in and out in 20 minutes. Uh, took his mug shot, got out of there, said it was a sad day for the American people, and we went on with our evenings. Now, I don't, to be honest, full transparency, like what happened in Georgia, election interference, all that, like it didn't, it didn't really affect me one way or another. Uh, it didn't really affect Stone one way or another. And to me, this isn't a discussion about whether the sight of a Donald Trump mugshot made you feel glee or made you feel anger. 
And two things off of that. If you're someone who took Donald Trump's mugshot and you've made it your social media avatar out of celebration, uh, that's loser stuff. Like, stop. Like, the mugshot's funny. He, it's great for memes. Like I'm good on that. But you're, you're one of like three million people who are going to make it a social media avatar. You're not doing anything original. Okay? So stop. A little PSA. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not impressing anybody. Um, but also, if you think that it's badass to put Donald Trump's mugshot on a shirt like he's some sort of renegade, that's also equally as lame because he could not have been arrested for a more lame crime than election interference. Okay? Like, if he went and robbed a bank, like, that's different. Uh, if, he, if he went and, and stuck it to the man, that's one thing. Even stole a car. Um, but election interference, like white collar stuff, nah, don't put that on a shirt. That's not cool. Okay. So that's my, that's my, and I think that Stone will co-sign on this. This is our PSA to you about how to use the Donald Trump mugshot. Yeah. I've actually spent most of my morning. I, I think it's, I've done it to two or three people, but block them or I've done the old, I'm not interested in this post. Just tired of yeah. the memes. It's consuming my timeline. Yeah. I want more Jonathan Taylor stuff. <laughs> I want more Mike Tannenbaum. I want less Donald Trump. That's I think right. we all can agree on That's that. That's right. But, but there is something that caused me to pause Donald Trump related last night. I was not sitting on bated breath for the mugshot. Okay. I, I could not care less. I was watching High School Musical 2 with my daughters because my wife's not home. Uh, so I am the sole human being responsible for the survival of my, my girls. Two's the best one, by the way. Is it? It is. Okay. It is. Uh, I tell you what, that Zac Efron, what a looker. What a looker, but what an actor. The dancing and everything. My Come God. I mean, my he, God. He gets his flowers. That's for damn sure. Uh, I, I tell you what. High School Musical 2, it brought the energy. Ashley Tisdale back in the day, by the way. And I don't know. I was a big Ashley Tisdale guy. More than Vanessa Hudgens. Are you confident that she was of age during High School Musical? Yes, I yes. I, <laughs> this is God's honest I, I thought truth. I was a little reckless. This is God's I don't know honest if he truth. knows. This is God's honest truth. Okay? I... Before I went on the air today, because I had a feeling High School Musical 2 was going to come up. I don't know why. <laughs> I made sure that when the High School Musical movies were made, all of the actors and actresses <laughs> were of age. And they were. So nothing I'm saying is salacious. How old were they? If I can just uh, 2007 was High School Musical. They were all 19 years old at the time. <laughs> okay, just made the cut. All right, all so that right. that means by High School Musical 2, not even a question. Yeah, they're 20. Yeah. I mean, what, what yeah. could go wrong? Yeah, right, right. So, so now that we got that conversation out of the way, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of scrolling through social media on X. And before the mugshot came out, Apparently, Donald Trump went through the combine. <laughs> All of a sudden, on social media, his, uh, I, his height and weight are splashed. I was looking for a three-cone drill time. I was looking for a broad jump. I was looking for a 40-yard dash. And Donald Trump's self-reported, this was self-reported, they did not, despite the fact it would be hilarious, uh, weighing him. Uh, and measuring him at the police station in Fulton County, Georgia. That would have been hilarious. Have him strip him down to his underwear like the combine and uh, get his specs. He self-reported that he is six foot two and he is 215 pounds. Now I'm not trying to fat shame or do anything of the like, but there is not. A single chance in hell on God's green earth that Donald J. Trump is 215 pounds. I don't care if he's cleaned up his diet of Big Mac since he was living in the White House. I don't care if he has been freebasing Ozempic for the last five months. That man, under no circumstance, especially at his height and especially at his girth, and especially at his body build, which is basically a jello mold of chicken color, there is no way he's 215 pounds. I don't care how much golf he's playing. I don't care if he's hooping. Donald Trump has not been 215 pounds since he starred in Home Alone 2. Okay? There's not a chance in hell. It seemed 
suspicious to me, in fact. It seemed dubious to me that Donald Trump was 215 pounds. And so I literally Googled athletes who were 215 pounds. And boy, if the internet didn't deliver. Because the Google search, the first name, the first face that came up, and sure enough, I, I, I cross-checked it with the Baltimore Ravens website. You know who's 215 pounds? Boynton Beach's own Lamar Jackson. There is no chance that Donald Trump and Lamar Jackson are the same weight. There's no chance. I call BS on that. Donald Trump is not 215 pounds. You know what it is, Stone? It's an American suspicion. I'm suspicious. Now, can I say, in in full transparency, this is the funniest thing Donald Trump's ever done. I mean, you can think that this guy lies every word he, he, he utters, and he may. He may. I mean, he's got some tall tales out there, but there is no greater, there is no greater tall tale that he's ever tried to foist upon the American people than 215 pounds. I mean, just think about the tens of thousands of people, whether they were on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, where they saw this information. Think about those people who are 215 pounds, who are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if you're a registered Republican. At all. It doesn't matter if you're a registered Democrat. It doesn't matter if you're an independent. It doesn't matter if you're a libertarian. It doesn't matter if you're in the Green Party. You saw 215 under the name Donald Trump, and you paused, and you said to yourself, there is no damn way. For everybody who's 215 pounds, you, you pull up a picture of Donald Trump, and you, you stand up and you hand the phone to your girlfriend and you'd be like, is this what I look like? Like, because <laughs> like it, is do we match? Because right. he's claiming that he's 200. So, it's, it's honestly hilarious. It, I think it's awesome, too. I, I think there's a 99 percent chance he did this on purpose. And I think that's one of the things that he's actually good at. I love it. I love the move. Yeah. It's so smart. It's genius. Kind of diverts some of the humor this way. Right. It kind of. Yeah. Look, look, like, look, look this hey, way. Over here. Federal oh, indictment hey. here. 215 over here. Exactly. I, well, I, I couldn't care less about the federal indictment. I do care about the 215 pounds. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Count me. Count me exactly. as the, the idiot that got distracted by the, the shiny <laughs> thing, which is him claiming he's 215 pounds. I, mean, I remember when he got a physical in the White House and he weighed in at 244. And I said to myself, there is no damn way this man is 244. So imagine, imagine my suspicion when I saw 215 last night. They do say golf burns a lot of calories. I suppose. Right? Your brain, all the sweat, maybe. Maybe he's dropped 30, maybe. 40, 50 in a matter of a if snap anything, of a finger. I mean, it has been the, the hottest summer we've ever had. Maybe mm-hmm. he's been out there, oh, I don't know, 20 hours a day for the mm-hmm. last two months. Um, that, that was hilarious. Hysterical. Again, I'm going to repeat this. Donald Trump claims he's the same weight as Lamar Jackson. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Donald Trump claims that he is the same weight as Lamar Jackson. Needless to say, I have my suspicions. It is very similar to how I feel when Paul Pierce, of all people, is... Is is on on a on a Gilbert Arenas podcast, and he's claiming that he would have the same championship success as Dwayne Wade if he played with the same people, insinuating that he was better than Dwayne Wade. The same suspicion I have for Donald Trump at 215 pounds, I have for the words of Paul Pierce about Dwayne Wade. Put Shaq on my team. Put LeBron and Bosh with me. I'm not gonna win one. You don't think? Whoa! <laughs> everybody's everybody's reaction to that is hilarious because they're all like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And Bosch, we can't get. We not gonna win one. Yeah, we not gonna win a couple. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Paul, Paul, Paul. No, I mean this man for years has been trying to perpetuate this myth that he was better than Dwayne Wade. Doesn't have as many all-star appearances, doesn't have as many all-NBA teams, doesn't have as many, well, championships, certainly didn't have the skill set of Dwayne Wade, and unlike D-Wade, nobody wanted to play with the guy. Kevin Garnett did not come to Boston because of Paul Pierce, the prospect of playing with Paul Pierce. 
Kevin Garnett came to Boston because Kobe wouldn't pick up Kevin Garnett's phone calls, and so Danny Ainge did the legwork, okay? So all of this discussion, and by the way, uh, a couple of weekends ago, who was up there? Who was up there um, uh, accepting his invitation into the Basketball Hall of Fame? Was it was it D. Wade or was it Paul Pierce? Oh, it was D. Wade. It was D. Wade. Yeah. So the same suspicion I have for Donald J. Trump 215 is the same suspicion I have for anybody who tries to make the case that Paul Pierce is better than Dwayne Wade or was better than Dwayne Wade. I can't think of a worse situation to be in than when you think you have a hot take when you think you got something that people are going to be like, you know what? Oh, snap. Like, this might be uh, this might be something. You know what? I think you're on to something. And then you show up to the podcast. <laughs> you sit down. They uh, mic you These up. are your boys. They invited you to be on. These are your boys. <laughs> I mean, you guys have prepped for this. It's showtime. Camera is rolling. And then you drop the ultimate question on them. And you get an audible gasp. You get a few laughs over here and a few O's over here. I mean, it just couldn't have gone worse for Paul Pierce in that spot. You almost feel bad for him, but at the same time, I mean, you asked for that one, Paul. That's brutal. When when Paul Pierce was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2021, there was literally no lead-up to it unless you lived in the greater Boston area. D. Wade, that entire lead-up was like a celebration. Let's go back to their final years in the NBA. Dwayne Wade had a farewell tour where every single arena is honoring him. He's getting a standing ovation at every arena. He's jersey-swapping with people. Paul Pierce, he throws his jersey into the crowd. His final year in the NBA got thrown right back at him. You've got Draymond Green trash-talking him. They don't love you like that. They don't love you like that. Paul Pierce and Dwayne Wade aren't the same. Never been the same. And look at the rings. They're just in it. I, I do think they're in two different classes. And I don't think Paul Pierce is ever going to admit it. So this shtick, whether you want to call it a bit or not, because it might just turn into a bit, is going to continue for a long time until he can get a player to agree with him. And that's all propaganda paste. At, at this point, it's going to be who can Paul Pierce pay? <laughs> say that he's better than Dwayne Wade. Uh-huh. Whose podcast can right. he can he uh, wiggle his way onto? Probably Bill Simmons. If we're being right. honest, yeah, it's got to be sure. somebody from that neck of the but woods. It's got to be. Very rarely are people willingly going to bat for Paul Pierce better than Dwayne Wade. Paul Pierce has been a one man. Uh, get me on your podcast so I can propagate my propaganda. Right. That's sad. That's that sad stuff. Um. So Donald Trump, two hundred and fifteen pounds, dubious at best. I have my suspicions about that self-reported weight of Donald J. Trump. I always have my suspicions about somebody who's going to claim that Paul Pierce is better than Dwayne Wade. What is a sports claim you've been a little suspicious about over time or currently? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And you can social media us at KLV1063. At KLV1063. A sports claim you've been a little suspicious of over time or currently. 888-760-3776. That's 888 888-760- Three seven seven six, and because I know Stone that we're gonna get the text messages and we're gonna get the emails, ah, oh, making fun of Trump. But what about Hunter? What about Biden? Here, here's the joke I'll make. If Joe Biden was going to be booked at eight o'clock at night in Atlanta, he wouldn't even be awake anymore. He'd be sleepy. There, good, even. At this day and age, you gotta. I know you gotta even things out. You gotta play both sides. That's the best you got. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the old sleepy Joe. Yeah, the classic. The 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 tried and true. (laughs) It is. It is tried tried and true. true. Uh, What is a sports claim that you've been a little suspicious of? You keep hearing it. You keep hearing it uh, repeated. It's a take. It's a an opinion. It's a thought, and you just keep shaking your head, stoning. You say, I. I don't know about that. So I'm going to put emphasis on currently in this spot, not one that's been clicking with me over time, right? We're 29 minutes into today's show, 29 minutes live. And thank you to Mike Tannenbaum for joining us right off the top, by the way. And that's where we're going to go, to Mike Tannenbaum. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Do I sense beef? Not at all. Oh, okay. I think the complete opposite. Okay. I think something Mike T did with us, you're not going to hear him do on national radio. I think Mike T, what he just did with us, you're not going to see him do on national television. The fact that he gave us that peek behind the curtain and that that Kyle Shanahan, Lynch, and that 49ers organization had this planned out since March, 
Fans need to hear that and really soak that information in. That's knowledge that nobody really has. So when this news drops yesterday and the entire NFL world blows up, oh my God, how could they? When Kyle Shanahan and the rest of that organization picked up Sam Darnold and knew in March, in March, it is August, we are less than 14 days away from the NFL season, and this happened right now with Trey Lance, and we're all, what? Mind blown. Wow, how? When this was the plan all along, it makes so much sense when you go back. Because, yeah, why would Sam Darnold, right? Mm -hmm. You're not coming in to be a third string behind a 23-year-old kid. Like, all of these things now you can put together. You can connect the dots, and you have your suspicions about the commitment the Niners had to Trey Lance going all the way back to March. 100%. I think that there's so much in that one little thing that he gave us right there that you need to double-think things. You need to triple-check that. You need to always go back, and there are always plans intact that you don't know about. So when you go after a staff, when you go after a player, there is crap going on behind the scenes that you don't have a damn clue about. I thought it was so cool for him to drop March of 2023. They knew Trey Lance was out the door. They just had to figure out a way to do it. And then put it in a human element. Trey Lance is out there practicing, thinking that I have an opportunity this year. It's my time to shine. It's either put up or shut up. Let me go win this job. Brock Purdy, that's right. We had that actual conversation. When the real conversation in those staff meetings was that Trey Lance was nowhere near the picture here, and it's just going to take some time for us to wear him out in camp and trade him for a sixth, seventh-round pick. It's a brutal, cold business, but it's pretty damn cool once you can connect puzzle pieces like that. Were the Niners ever really committed to Trey Lance? Stone says he has his suspicions. Would Paul Pierce have won multiple championships with Shaq? who he did play with, with LeBron. How old was Shaq in Boston? Old like, and bad. Like 36, 37? Yeah, I could not move. It was the tail end. Okay. It was the I mean, he looks like it when you see the clips. Yeah. I just... So I'm being a little disingenuous when I say he played with Shaq. Because <laughs> right. he played with the, with the uh, dusty husk of Shaq. He played with Diesel, Shaq Diesel, more the DJ. In, in, yeah, he played his... with DJ Diesel. Okay. Right. There was no Diesel. Uh, the engine had burned out right. at that point. The exhaust... It is, it's filled with grime, and there is no propulsion happening with Shaq at that time that Paul Pierce played with. Got him. it. Uh, but no, he's not winning multiple championships with those folks. Dwayne Wade, one of one. Sorry, Paul. What's a sports claim you've been a little suspicious of over time or currently? Much like Donald Trump claiming his 215 pounds, same weight as Lamar Jackson. 888 That's 888-760-3776. And you can social media us at KLV1063, at KLV1063. You experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Uh, Stone, can I, can I ask you a, a personal question when we come back? Of course. Are you willing to reveal your weight here on ESPN 106.3? Always and forever. <laughs> Always and forever. Never mind. Apparently not that personal. We find out Stone's weight. Is it in the neighborhood of Donald J. Trump's claimed weight? We'll find out. Surprises abound on a Friday. He's Stone Lebanowitz. Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I do have my suspicions about people going over the top about, oh, college football is back. I mean, I, I love college football like the next guy. But week zero, not exactly doing it for me. I'll watch, make no mistake, but am I going to do it with excitement and a pitter-patter in my heart? No. Let me lower that excitement a little bit. <laughs> okay, because please I, do. I recorded an FCS show that I do all season and, and every season, and it's week zero for us as well. Let me see if I can interest you in these three games, all right? All right. 
Fordham versus Albany. That's a no for me, dog. Jackson State, no Dion versus South Carolina State. <laughs> I may give it a pop for the bands. Okay, you can give it a pop for the bands. I'm always down for some HBCU action. And North Alabama and Mercer. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Tough week. Week zero didn't have the pop that it usually does. Uh, you do have a, a Notre Dame Navy from Dublin at 2.30 on Saturday. I give that a little go, but I hate watching Navy play football. I don't want people to, oh, Ken hates the service. No, 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 no. I just don't like Navy playing football. You see, but that one's going to have good decorum, and hopefully I'm using the right word there, but that one's going to have a good feel to it. They're going to the production, you know, defend the crowd. Yeah. It's, it's going to yeah. be, you know, it's going to be fun. I think it's a Fox presentation, and then. It'll be a little thanksgiving I feel right, like. Probably, probably, uh, but I am uh, I'm not into San Diego State and Ohio. Uh, I could do without UTEP and Jacksonville State, UMass, New Mexico State. Uh, that's a that's a big no. Oh, Hawaii at Vandy? Uh-uh. Uh, FIU, Louisiana Tech? Hell no. Uh, but at least it'll be back and it'll be fun to watch football that means something. But am I overly excited about it? The answer to that is no. And then the real college football battle next Friday as Ken tries to stay awake after a Canes tailgate Ooh. for Miami and Miami of Ohio. That's the true battle. It's here. Because I went 0 for 3 last year. It's here. <laughs> If you, uh, if you fall asleep, I, I mean, <laughs> you're done. I fell in the, I, I went to three Canes games last year, and all three of them fell asleep in the stands. So trying to avoid that happening next Friday. It's my first test of 2023, uh, and it'll happen at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, what is a sports claim you've been a little suspicious of over time or currently? All of this off of Donald Trump claiming he's 215 pounds. And again, that is the same weight as Lamar Jackson. That is the same weight that Victor Oladipo was when he came out of college, when he went to the NBA Combine. Donald Trump, there's no way he's 215 pounds. Um, I also am suspicious of anybody who says that Paul Pierce was better than Dwayne Wade and had a better career than Dwayne Wade because that is objectively untrue. And Stone has his suspicions based on when the 49ers signed Sam Darnold that they were in any way committed to Trey Lance going into this 2023 season. A sports claim you've been a little suspicious of, dubious of over time or currently, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Start on the phones in West Palm with Anthony on a Friday on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Anth. Hey, Ken, how are you, buddy? Good, man. Okay, here, this is probably about 20 years old. It's when Reggie White got the single-season sack record. Okay. When the uh, the Green Bay line just let let him right to Favre. I mean that was. Uh, you mean Strahan? Yeah. Strahan? You said Reggie White. He beat he beat he he beat Reggie White's he single season. Single... Yeah. Yeah. So ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Sorry about that. I totally derailed him. But it was Michael Strahan who yeah. uh, got the sack on the uh, Favre dive. Uh, and and Brett Favre, we know him to be a very trustworthy person. He claims no, 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 no. There was all it was all all part of the play. It's just us playing. But no, he took a die for Strahan. I, I just want to shout out Anthony, right? Because conspiracy theory. I'm people, sorry, Anthony. By the way, I butchered that call for him, so did, I'm sorry. You definitely did, and so did his connection wherever he's driving. But for Anthony, you know, we always uh, and I'm not calling you a conspiracy theorist. Anthony, but, you know, we always bag on those guys, right? I mean, you especially, and, and your boy Aaron Rodgers, Ken. This is where they stem from. Things like Michael Strahan and Brett Favre, and him becoming the all-time sack leader when he did at the moment. Brett Favre just fell. They didn't block him. It totally just ruins your entire thought. It's like it's like learning WWE is not fake. Like, it almost just, all that stuff. And when you see the clips of Gronkowski, like, yo, give me one more. I need one mm, more for that Millie. Yeah. One more for that Millie. Like, all these things happen. I, I like that suspicion. I really do. It dates so, all the way back. And by the way, it was Mark Gastineau who Michael Strahan uh, beat the single-season sack record of. I, before I got arms budsman, I wanted to make sure that uh, that I was in uh, in correct space there. You, as a as a quarterback, would you ever say it's a guy you had a relationship with on um, Western Illinois? Okay, and he was about to set the Ugh. MVC single-season sack record. But he's your boy. You went to high school with him. Okay, and not a close game, fourth quarter, Southern Illinois is rolling. Would you, as the quarterback, tell your left tackle, hey, dude, let him through, and then take a dive for, let's call him 
Billy McPherson, uh, would you would you allow him to uh, to to softly take you down so he could set the single season sack record like Favre did to Strahan? If I'm being honest, uh, I think I would. I think I would. I think I would half-ass try to obviously break away from the tackle, maybe throw in a stiff arm on my body. Make it look, make it look legit. You it, couldn't tell your coach. At the NFL level, it's much more acceptable, I feel like, than at the college level where your coach is going to chew your ass out. See, no. So, no, I wouldn't do that because I, I, I would not want to try to act and it'd be bad. and It'd be worse than what Brett Favre did in a sense. If you're like, oh, I tripped, it'd be worse. You'd <laughs> okay. look like a completely I would, doofus. I, yeah. I would actually try to throw a stiff arm or just okay. be laughing with him and try to – Juke him out, knowing that I wasn't gonna go. I don't know. I'd be funny, but would I? Would I do that? Absolutely. I okay, would. you're you're a good-hearted person. A free steak dinner, whatever he can offer me, a chain, a watch, whatever I'd get for it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think at the college level he's offering you a steak dinner, but uh, perhaps, perhaps I don't know. Um, one thing that I that caught my mind that I'm a little suspicious of it's it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. He, he spoke with the New York Times. This was published yesterday. Giannis is very intelligently, he has come out publicly and said, I am not signing Supermax extension with the Milwaukee Bucks unless I know, unless I know that they are as invested in a championship as I am. I don't want to go through a rebuild. I don't want to go through a retool. I'm here to win championships. That's what I want to do. Now, he's obviously learned from the Damian Lillard school of don't commit to a team because they're going to screw you. Um, he's gotten a degree from there already. Because Dame Lillard was told one thing by the Blazers, so in good faith he signed a lucrative extension, and now the Blazers, who did not hold up their end of the bargain, are using that extension that Lillard signed in good faith to hold him hostage. It is truly one of the more tragic things on the floor uh, it, that I've seen in NBA business. It's awful. It's disgusting. Joe Cronin, dirtbag, the entire thing. So Giannis Antetokounmpo, though, has learned his lesson. Giannis has learned how uh, he's going to move forward. And he's saying, I'm not signing anything. I saw what they're doing to Dame. You can't trust anyone on these streets. Okay? So he said the following to the New York Times. Um, Numbers-wise, it doesn't make sense. Next summer, it would make more sense for both parties. Even then, I don't know. I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know that everybody's on the same page. Everybody's going for a championship. Everybody's going to sacrifice time away from their family like I do. And if I don't feel that, I'm not signing. At the end of the day, I feel like all my teammates know and the organization knows that I want to win a championship. As long as we're on the same page with that and you show me and we go together to win a championship, I'm all for it. The moment I feel like, oh, yeah, we're trying to rebuild, there will never be hard feelings with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Giannis, they, all the Bucks have done have tried to, to either A, build up that roster around him or B, keep all those people around him. Like Chris Middleton. Back, Lopez, back. I mean, you've got all those guys. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, back. So I, I see what Giannis is doing, and he's right, but him sort of holding the Bucks' feet to the fire is a little weird. That language is weird considering who's the, who, who's the one that missed free throw after free throw after free throw after free throw in game five of the first-round series about the Heat. Who, who was that? Was it, was it Drew Holiday? No. Was it uh, Chris Middleton? No. Oh, that's right. It was Giannis. Um, the one who disappeared, um, the the guy who's the the face of that franchise, suffering a humiliating first round loss to uh, to Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Oh, but he was injured. Oh, but he came back. Um, oh, he has one offensive move, and that is the one that hurt him, which is barreling his way to the rim. So, like Giannis, I get what you're doing, and he's right, and he's learned from Damian Lillard. But it also some of this quote. I'm a little suspicious because it's lacking self-awareness. I was, and he just beat me to it. I was going to go, this is a self-awareness thing. I, I think hopefully he has the business savvy, the business savvy to be like firing off a warning shot, just taking the rifle and shooting it in the sky, just putting that information out in the air. Like, hey, I know that if we ever yeah. try it, like it's all good. We can do this. And he's kind of just throwing it out there. But the other flip side of that is if he's not self-aware enough to think that, the organization is falling asleep at the wheel when they have a guy like Giannis and the Tacumbo in their jersey that uh, you just don't understand much at all, Giannis. So a little annoying, but at the same time, it might just be a warning shot a la Damian Lillard. Well, at least it, it does keep the Bucks honest in case they were trying right. to go rebuild. But again, all, all these NBA players 
have seen what's happening with Damian Lillard, and he's being held hostage. He's basically behind bars right now in Portland. It's disgusting. It's abhorrent. And they don't want to be put in that spot because as far as they know, as far as they know, every NBA GM is as dastardly and evil as Joe Cronin. What's a sports claim you've been a little suspicious of over time or currently? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, Donald Trump, no way he's 215 pounds. There's just no way. I don't care about the mugshot. I don't care about the federal indictments. What struck me last night is that I have my suspicions, at best, that Donald Trump weighs 215 pounds. And when we come back, Stone Lebanowitz reveals his weight right here on the show to further add fuel to the no way Trump is 215. Suspicious, anytime anyone says Paul Pierce better than Dwayne Wade. Suspicious, Stone is. He's cracked the code. The Niners were never really invested this offseason in Trey Lance. They weren't committed to him. What's a sports claim you've been a little suspicious of over time or currently? Like anytime anyone says, ah, oh, you know what? I, uh, I wish my daughter would find a man like Brett Favre. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Or I want Brett Favre as part of my charity. On social media, at KLV1063. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone, I'm confused. What is, um, what is, uh, I'm looking at the the sound sheet you provide for me. What is, um, Luo's Stone call out? I don't know. I, I, I seriously don't know what that is. Lois Stone call out? What is that? <laughs> it's uh, it is the tweet. It is the the receipt that I grabbed of Lewis Riddick claiming that Trey Lance. Oh, is oh, can be we MVP. play it? Since I brought it up, we might as well play it. Of course. We talked a little Trey Lance today. I just I, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know what that was. All right, here, here, here's Lou <laughs> Lou Owis Stone callout from NFL Live on ESPN. Trey Lance has the character, and he has the athletic ability, and he has the quarterbacking ability to take this league by storm. Um, in a manner in which we haven't seen since, should I say, 2017, 18, right around the time Patrick Mahomes burst onto the scene. He has that kind of charisma, that kind of overall ability. It's just a matter of whether or not he can call on it consistently the way in which Patrick did when he took over the reins in Kansas City. I can't, look, I know that right there is going to get a whole lot of probably people jumping in my mentions unnecessarily. Especially in retrospect. But you know, I, I don't really care. I, I don't care about that kind of thing. I've been saying this about this guy I'm giddy about Trey Lance and his prospects, and the game against Green Bay did nothing to kind of, you know, douse any water. Glad you were giddy there, Lewis, because Kyle Shanahan and the rest of the entire organization, they weren't. <laughs> not so much. Not, uh, not so much. Talking sports suspicions, the sports claim you've been a little suspicious of over time or currently, 888-760-3776. He's spending some time with us to end the week. Jeanette's back. Um, uh, Jeanette, uh, Hola. uh, so, so we've been, we've been discussing, there's no way. And again, it doesn't matter political affiliation or anything mm-hmm. like this. Um, stone made a great point. No matter where you sit on the, uh, American political spectrum, when you saw Donald Trump's self-proclaimed 215 pounds last night, we all collectively as a nation, it's the one thing that's brought us together since 2015 it's the fact that all of us sat there and said there is no damn way Donald Trump is 215 pounds. I would even push it to internationally, globally. Everybody uh, on X and Twitter is uh, like, uh, no, I don't think so. There's going all. to be the impending alien invasion <laughs> and Donald Trump claiming he's 215 pounds is the most globally connected thought that we've all had. Do they not weigh you when you go to no, jail? They, I do not believe they do. I think... Stone, would you know? I would not. Okay. I think they gave him the option of... Uh, it, it was bad enough that he was going to be the first U.S. president to take a mugshot. They probably gave him a concession, if they do, at, hey, bud, you can... Hey, pal. We're going to give you in. some form of decency yeah, right here's down your, your weight. Here's your, <laughs> here's your height and your weight, and you can just provide it to us, okay? That's nice. Um, but it, it reminds me, here in Donald Trump, 215... I was immediately, I was immediately suspicious. Sort of like when Paul Pierce claims he was better than Dwayne Wade, or anybody wants to take Paul Pierce aside in that that argument. Stone, after after Mike Tannenbaum joined us, uh, he connected the dots, and and Mike T made the point: Hey, uh, you got Sam Darnold back in March. 
veteran quarterback, uh, chances are they kind of knew what they were doing or how they felt about Trey Lance all the way back in March when they got Sam Darnold. And it, it really revealed to Stone, he now has his suspicions about how committed the 49ers actually were to their number three overall pick going through this offseason because uh, Mike T led the way, showed him the way. Uh, is, there, is there something you hear a take, uh, a, a common refrain that you say to yourself, ah, I don't really know about that. I've got my questions about that. So I was going to come up with something else, but this every time this conversation pops up, it, it goes to, mm, no, uh, Paul Pierce definitely pooped in his pants for that one game. <laughs> I have a dire okay. suspicion he definitely pooped in his pants, and that's why they so have to So he claims he didn't. He said he didn't poop. And he'll say it every couple years, like the conversation pops up. Hey, no, he didn't. Yes, you did. But no, he pooped in his so pants. So the, the, the carrying, the wheelchair, the entire thing, uh, the, the, the conspiracy theory, I think it's still the conspiracy theory, is mm-hmm. that he pooped on himself. Uh, Paul Pierce pooped on himself. Uh, Paul Pierce has vehemently said, no poop. But Jeanette says, uh-uh, I'm suspicious about that. And you know what? I see the suspicions because... He should not have needed to be carried like he was. He should not have needed the wheelchair like he needed. Unless he was being super extra, there might have been poop involved. That's what I'm saying. Like, you hide the stain. You hide any form of, like, pending evidence. Nobody can film your butt when you're being carried like that unless the camera is under your butt when you're being carried. Uh, And, of course, nobody's going to make him get out of his wheelchair because that's kind of rude. So, no, he definitely pooped in his pants. There's there's not a great, and he was wearing his white Celtics uniform, not a great angle of his shorts from that. And my theory is that Big Celtics has deleted any evidence, photographic evidence of Paul Pierce poopy pants from the internet. He pooped in his pants. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, you know what, Jeanette? That's pretty good. It's a sports claim you've been a little suspicious of over time or currently. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. No suspicion when it comes to EDS. They are destined to make you cool. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS will not pull the proverbial poopy pants. They'll get the job done for you. They won't wilt under pressure. They will, upon demand, come and make sure that your AC unit is working. It is functioning properly, and if not, they are going to give you the options to replace that AC unit and make sure that your home or your place of business, your dwelling, if you will, is properly cooled in the hottest summer in recorded human history. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. That's EDSairconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated. They service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. When we return here on Ken LeVick Alive, we will uh, discuss the final preseason game. Do the Dolphins need to play Tua? And we're giving you a chance to win, win, win because it's a Friday and we have fun and we're putting Stone's brain to the test again. What is the subject matter going to be? You're going to find out post-haste. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.